The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and backroads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Happy to have you with us, as always. Today, we're going to travel down, or maybe up or sideways, to historic Savannah, Georgia. It's a place filled with not only history, but also mystery, and is regarded as one of the most beautiful municipalities in Old Dixie. We'll be visiting Savannah with you and with a current resident, a lady, a celebrated rock journalist who moved there. We'll get her story and much of the story of Savannah right after this. Let's face it, Nevada's slice of Interstate 80 is a stretch of highway most motorists expect to blast down, pedal to the metal on their way to somewhere, well, else. But those folks, they're missing out. They're missing out on a road trip brimming with real deal Western heritage that we like to call Nevada's Cowboy Corridor. Discover the lively, history-rich communities waiting just down those off-ramps with Travel Nevada's Cowboy Corridor podcast. Hear from Nevadans who, over several generations, have formed a deep bond with the northern Nevada landscape and kept its Western vibes alive. Meet the maker of the country's only ranch-brewed beer, the founder of Winnemucca's Buckaroo Hall of Fame, the owner of one of the American West's most legendary custom saddle and leather shops and far more. From Basque sheep herding to ranch brewed beer, ghost towns to modern mining, and of course, plenty of buckaroo tradition. Learn just how deep the history and heritage along the Cowboy Corridor runs. Head to soundcloud.com slash Travel Nevada to listen to all three parts of Travel Nevada's Cowboy Corridor podcast. And of course, there's plenty more where that came from at travelnevada.com. Welcome back to Trip Talk. Sooner or later, we're going to take to the open road again. Every one of us who has a dream of another wonderful road trip has various places in mind. And for your consideration, today we're going to discuss a place that I have been to a couple of times. I have toured Savannah, Georgia. I have done so with my partner, my love, Suzanne Mitchell, who is joining us today. She has some contributions to make and memories of her own to share. Suzanne, glad to have you with us. Oh, I wanted to be here to talk about Savannah. It's one of my most favorite cities in the United States. So. It's just gorgeous and so filled with history and plenty of haunts as well. But we'd like to introduce Susan Messino. Here is a lady with a story. She is a celebrated rock journalist for over 30 years now and has written six books, created and hosted the 94.1 JJO local stage radio show from 1997 to 2004 it ran, and Susan has produced eight local music compilation CDs. Her book, The Story of ACDC, Let There Be Rock, is now published in 11 languages and also in an updated version. Susan Messino, a friend of ours, one of those we have yet to meet, but we've talked to her many, many times, and she's got us excited about Savannah, Georgia today. Susan, we're delighted to have you with us. Thank you, Gary. Hi, Suzanne. It's great to talk to you guys again. <laughs> yes, it is, especially about Savannah. I have oh, made yeah. a promise, Susan, that Suzanne and I were going to make plans to go to Savannah sooner rather than later once we all have the green light to travel freely in our country given the pandemic and, and our response to it. And Susan, 
I want to begin by congratulating you on your decision to move and claim Savannah, Georgia for your own home. You're a lady from Wisconsin. You have lived a celebrated life, a very, very busy, creative life. What is it about Savannah, Georgia, apart from family relationships, that drew you to that magical city of the South? Well, I love the South. I love being by the ocean. And my grandfather actually is buried in Jessup, Georgia. He came down and built bridges in the uh, 50s and 60s. And I came here way back when I was 20 years old just to visit him while he was in the hospital. And I fell in love with Savannah. And I've always wanted to come back, and I ended up moving back here in 2015. And it's, you've always sounded, whenever we've talked, you sound like a lady who feels she made the right decision. Oh, I, I love Savannah. It is so beautiful. It is, it, it is one of the most unique cities in the United States. It's beautiful. The people are incredible. And there's so much history here. There's always something to do. Susan, uh, Savannah is called America's first planned city. It's laid out in a very particular way. Yeah, it's, it's actually pretty easy to find your way around because um, it's, it's kind of laid out on a grid system. And, uh, you know, once you find your way downtown and start walking around a little bit, it, uh, it's, it's really easy. And there's so much to see. It um, actually began in 1733 when, um, uh, what was it, uh, Ogle, General James Oglethorpe um, named the 13th and final colony Georgia after England's King George, and Savannah became its first city. So it goes way back. I think most people, when they think of Savannah, think of the places you can go to today, of course, but they're more inclined to look at Savannah in Civil War terms. And that's always fascinated me because Savannah was spared from being burned during the so-called Sherman's March to the Sea. It was a very destructive campaign designed to accelerate an end to the war. And yet, when General William Tecumseh Sherman came to Savannah for reasons that are still debated today because there are various theories. He decided not to burn the place down and, in fact, made his winter headquarters there and found the accommodations, the people, and the surroundings to be most pleasant. Yes, I, I learned that once uh, I moved here, and I'm so proud of how smart they were because um, <laughs> the Union soldiers had just uh, burned Atlanta to the ground. Uh, General Sherman's march to the sea was, uh, you know, coming straight for Savannah because we're right on the ocean. And they met him and uh, surrendered the city and said, if you don't destroy the city, we surrender the city to you. And that's why all the buildings here go back to the 1700s. Cobblestone streets, all of it is authentic and Super, super spooky. <laughs> it is, and we'll get into that a little bit as well. But I did want to dwell a bit on the historical character of Savannah, because this was undoubtedly a city of the Confederacy, resisting as best it could the advance of the Union soldiers. And yet, when the time came for them to surrender the city, 
it seems that they did it with a sense of civic pride and with deep respect for the history of the place already in 1865. And as a result, that which makes Savannah Savannah is preserved for all of us to enjoy today. That was such a strategically brilliant move. And it also was about, let's face it, pure survival. Oh, I know. And, and as you said, it was one of the smartest things they ever did. <laughs> and I'm so proud of, of living here and knowing that they had that foresight all the way back in the middle of a horrific war. And uh, as you said, you know, General Sherman made his, you know, his time here. Uh, he loved the city, and that's why it's so fun to come to Savannah, because if you want a history lesson, come on down, because there's lots of stuff, lots of stuff to learn. We have lots of um, the birthplace of where the Girl Scouts started. Um, yes. You can visit uh, the birthplace of Juliet Gordon Lowe, who started the Girl Scouts in 1912. Um, that's one place you can visit. There's so many places. Do you want, do you want me to give you some of my uh, favorite places? or? What you, you know what? Uh, From the standpoint of if people came to visit you, what are the two or three first places you would want to take them to for the pure enjoyment? Okay. I picked out three. One would be Forsyth Park which was established back in the 1840s. It's 30 acres uh, um, within the historic district, and it is gorgeous. Um, it also has concerts. Um, you can walk along and see all the, the mansions, the beautiful houses. So I would take them to Forsyth Park. My second choice would be River Street, which, of course, runs along the river. Uh, it has all shops you know, apartments, restaurants, hotels, everything, and it's so beautiful. And then we have the big paddle boat that you can take rides on, and you can hop on a trolley down there and, and uh, tour all over. And the third place would be Tybee Island, which is only 20 minutes from downtown, and that's where you can go right to the ocean. Right. When you're at Tybee, you're on the beach. Yes. Yes, you are. Suzanne and I decided to take one of the two main trolley tours in the city, and we're sure glad that we did. Suzanne, one of the things that was really convenient is that you could hop on, hop off, and hop on again. You didn't have to go all the way through the tour, which you and I chose to do. But if you wanted to get off and then a half hour, 45 minutes later, come back and get on, you have the right to do that with your admission. I find trolley tours to be exceptionally easy ways to get to know a city. Um, have you had a chance to do that? I have kind of done my own. Um, I haven't been on any tours, but uh, I do a lot of exploring by myself. And um, I get a kick out of the, uh, the haunted tours because some of the tours you can ride in a hearse. And uh, I always get a, uh, kind of a giggle out of that. <laughs> Yes, and Savannah proudly states more than most cities I've been to that they are the most haunted city in America. Now, to tout yourself is not unusual, but Savannah, they talk like they really mean it, and they have all of these historical accounts that back up what they present on these tours, and you really get the feeling that this is a truly haunted place, mainly because once you've lived there, you don't want to leave. <laughs> That's true. That is true, and and it doesn't take much to be happy here. Today is is 72 degrees out. All the flowers are blooming. 
Um, we really don't have much of a winter here, and being a Wisconsin girl, I absolutely love that. And uh, you can go to the ocean. Um, I love the Cathedral of St. John the Baptist, which is a landmark in Savannah. It, it reminds me a lot of St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. Incredibly beautiful. We have museums, um, just and restaurants, restaurants and, and stores. There's hundreds of places to go. Great place to shop and to eat. There are so many people that go for the history of Savannah as well they should. And one of the biggest reasons is that famous people come from there. Suzanne, you've done your research about that. And one person in particular really sticks out in your mind. I think if I were a tour operator, the number one place for me would probably be the Mercer House. Uh, Johnny Mercer was born in Savannah in November of 09, and he died at age 66 in 1976. He was nominated for 19 Academy Award uh, nominations. He wrote over 1,000 lyrics for different songs. He was primarily a lyricist, but he also wrote music and sang a few songs. He was the co-founder of Capitol Records, and he wrote many, many, many famous, famous um, lyrics for Moon River, Days of Wine and Roses, Accentuate the Positive, Charade, Hooray for Hollywood, In the Cool, Cool, Cool of the Evening, Skylark, Jeepers Creepers, the list goes on and on. He was just one hit after another and then became famous or infamous a second time, or the house did, when there was a murder in the Mercer house. And that resulted in the book, uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, the story of the Mercer house. I would say he's probably the city's most famous son. There have been other people who have adopted the city, but he was born there and raised there, and with 1,000 songs to your credit, I think that's pretty spectacular. Oh, it is, and uh, he was also the founding president of the Songwriters Hall of Fame, and uh, there is a statue of Johnny down in City Market, which is um, uh, another fun place to go to if you're here in Savannah. It's um, You can walk to it from River Street. It's only a couple of blocks away, and there's lots of shops and restaurants. They have music outside on the weekends, and it's uh, and that's right where his uh, statue is. We passed it by. We got a chance to uh, take a picture of it when we took the trolley tour. I'd love to go to the Mercer House to actually walk through it and absorb the energy that that man brought to his craft. It's just incredible. You were you were giving me a litany of beautiful and very famous songs. And the lyrics to those songs from Johnny Mercer, absolutely a must-see when you go to Savannah. And when you look for the little things, you'll find them, too. For example, Susan, it was a surprise to me. I think I didn't hear about this until the second time I went to Savannah. I thought, wow, who knew? Apparently, the locals knew, and they're very proud of the fact that the famous bench from Forrest Gump was actually once positioned in Chippewa Square, a parkland area in Savannah, and then subsequently was moved, probably for its protection, there to the Savannah History Museum. But when Forrest Gump is talking to that lady and he's giving her the story of his life, that bench can be found in Savannah. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they shot a lot of scenes in Savannah and South Carolina for Forrest Gump. And the, the bench that they were sitting on, um, it ended up causing so much traffic problems with people trying to stop and take a picture sitting on the bench that they moved the bench into a museum. But you can still visit the park, and you can see from the movie the monument behind him. And that's the, the fun part of Savannah, too, is there's parks everywhere. You, uh, I, everywhere I go, I, I discover a new one all the time. Yes, I do recall that. When you take the trolley tours, I recommend that, too. I sound like I'm a tout for them, but I do believe that's a great way to do it, particularly when you can get off and get back on again. Mm -hmm. In terms of sections of the city, I my only regret, which just gives Suzanne and I something to look forward to, is to go to River Street because they they're close by, right at the Savannah River. You've got so much going on that is river culture, and you get right down in the middle of it rather easily. Oh, yeah, and, and some of the biggest container ships um, come right past us. They go through that uh, the Savannah River there, and um, it's, it's crazy when you see those because it's, <laughs> it's bigger than, like, you know, the Empire State Building floating by. That's how huge they are. And then we have the big river boat, that you can, uh, the paddle boat, that you can go out on dinner cruises and dance cruises, and there's just so much to do here. I mean, uh, even a week might not be long enough. <laughs> and that fascinates me, Susan, because if you compare it to Atlanta, the big metro metropolis in Georgia there, that's one thing, but if you look at it to scale, Savannah, in terms of the population, which is not that large, certainly nothing to compare with Atlanta, and the landmass has more to offer than any city of its size that I've ever been to. It is astounding, and I think it's a tribute to their respect for the history of the place, but they also know how to give it commercial appeal without being too kitschy, without being tacky in any way at all. It retains its beauty and its charm, but you just said it best, there is so much to do. Yes, we're, we're, we're known as the hostess city, and we average 14 million tourists a year. 14 so, million tourists a year, and Savannah, folks, ain't that large. No, it's not. So it's uh, that's the fun part, is that I had friends that came from Rome, Italy. They had gone to a lot of spots in the States, and then they came to Savannah for about four days, and they stayed downtown, and they rented bikes. They took tro the trolleys, and they were and they live in Rome, Italy, for heaven's sake. They have an incredible view over there, <laughs> but they were completely taken by Savannah. Just fell in love with the beauty of it, the people, the food, um, and that's surprising because the food in Rome is really great. <laughs> But yeah, she gets some good Italian there, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, they have great Italian food over there, but they don't have the shrimp like we do. And, That's true. Uh, my, my friend Danny, Daniela, she fell in love with the shrimp. <laughs> Savannah itself, as we've been saying, has so much to see, and the people who have made their careers there. Maybe they didn't get their start there, but they adopted Savannah as their home, have had 
so many contributions to make in the world. For example, if cuisine is your thing, not only are there restaurants galore, but also it attracts major talent. Paula Dean called Savannah her headquarters, and she became such a name in culinary arts that she branded herself tremendously throughout North America and maybe around the world. In our own kitchen, we have her cookware serving us nicely. And there she was in Savannah getting her start when she didn't start out as a cook there, but once she decided she was going to make a name for herself, she did it with the cookbooks and with her own style of cooking that is, to say the least, enriching to anybody who enjoys the kind of food she prepares and mass markets. Oh, yeah, and she has her own restaurant and gift shop here. And the food there is incredible, to say the least. <laughs> and also, um, if you're here, I'm going to throw this in because I, I love this place. You have to stop. Uh, Broughton Street is a main street downtown, and it's it's really like the old downtown the way it used to be. You can walk down, go into shops, restaurants, people sitting out on the streets eating. And you've got to go to Leopold's Ice Cream, which just um, – literally celebrated their uh, um, 100th birthday. They've been uh, in business since the 1900s. They make all their own ice cream, and in certain months of the year, they have rose petal ice cream, and it is heavenly. <laughs> I have heard about Leopold's, and of course, many a city likes to advertise their particular brand of ice cream, not unlike pizza. But in the case of Leopold, I've heard it described as a super premium ice cream. There's something about the way they make that heavenly dessert that draws people from around the world. Oh, it, it, it's amazing. And uh, the gentleman, um, uh, Stratton Leopold, who uh, his father started the place, he's also a big movie producer. And when you come into Leopold's, all the movie uh, posters on the wall are movies that he helped produce. So there's another not-to-be-missed place. And great ice cream. <laughs> going down to the river, going to all the historical locations, going on a ghost tour, when you have time, if you love to shop, Savannah is justly famous for having many fashionable places to shop. Oh, yeah. There's, there's everything. I mean, beautiful, you know, very high-end stores and then, you know, funky little boutiques and that's the fun part is that there, if you explore and you go to these different neighborhoods, there's a lot of neighborhoods that have their own little culture with their own little cafes and stores. And, and it's just, it's, I always find something new, and I've been here almost five years. I was also rather surprised to learn that they have something of their own coffee culture going as well. Yes, they have a lot of that. I mean, it, people, you know, People that are into food and they're drinking stuff, this, this is definitely the place to come and sample. <laughs> if people are planning a trip there, and I hope they will because it will amply reward you, I don't care what your tastes are, you will be very impressed by Savannah. You might fall in love with it and choose to move there like Susan Messino. Who knows? But even if you don't, you'll come back again and again. People should understand that it's not a hop and a skip from Atlanta. You're talking about southern Georgia, and actually it's best to think in terms, if you're going to travel around, to think about that corner 
there, which is seaside and also by the Savannah River, of course, but also it has proximity to South Carolina. Yes, I, I'm only two hours. My sister lives in Charleston, and I'm only two hours uh, south of Charleston. I'm only uh, about two and a half hours north of Jacksonville. Um, I'm two hours away from Macon, which is another great place to go if you're into music history. But Savannah's my favorite. And that's one thing. Thank you for talking about the music. Savannah surprises me by the number of music festivals that go on each year. Oh, yes. Yeah, they have the Jazz Festival and the Blues Festival, and um, there's music everywhere. It, it's just a, it's such a, a spiritually um, inspiring place to be as an artist. I, I've, I'm a writer, and uh, I've written since I've been down here, and it's just, it's, it's just got a great vibration for the creative souls that want to come and partake in the, the real South. And, uh, and you will come back. I think that if you visit us once, you'll definitely want to come back. I did want to ask you one last question, Susan. If people are planning their accommodations, now we all know about Airbnb and mm -hmm. the like. That's terrific. But it seems that there is a wonderful range of hotels that will match any budget available right there downtown and all around town. Yes, and, and I suggest people that uh, have never been here before to um, find something downtown, whether it's a hotel or an Airbnb, because that way you can you can walk to, air, to wherever you want to go. You can hop on a trolley. You can even rent a bicycle, and there's so much to see. If you stay outside the city, then you, you definitely would need a rental car. But if you, you stayed right down in the city of Savannah, you don't even need a car. And even though they get millions of tourists every year, I would recommend that no one feel daunted by that because probably alone among all the cities I have visited, certainly all the cities I've visited in the South, when you compare it to a place like Atlanta, you can have millions of people coming through. And yet, Susan, it just doesn't seem that Savannah feels crowded. Oh, no, no. It feels like, like I said, Broughton Street downtown on a Friday night. I love going out because what, what cities anymore have a downtown? And Savannah really does have, it, whether it's City Market or River Street or Broughton Street, there's a downtown that you can go to any night of the week and enjoy people out. And it's just a, it's a really wonderful vibe. I mean, the people here are very, very cool and very kind, very nice. And uh, not they have not lost the Southern hospitality. Susan Messino, thank you so much for joining us today, and I congratulate you on your good fortune and wise decision to relocate to Savannah, Georgia. We will meet up, and I can't wait to have a coffee with you, and I'll probably order the Reuben sandwich. Thanks, Susan. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk. Along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine, we remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue of American Road. Until next week, drive safely and dream well. 